we do have one game that precedes all those. We have a 10 a.m. kickoff between Vanderbilt and Wake Forest. That's, That's 10 Central. That is uh, nuts that it's that early. I mean, I don't understand why it is, but but let's go ahead and hop into it. You you get to see uh, Vandy more than most of us, Chris. So tell us what's the what's the vibe there? Does the two and O common doors head to Wake Forest? Well, the, the vibe is Vanderbilt really needs this game if it is going to get bowl eligible, and I would agree with that. Now, it, it might backdoor a bowl at five and seven with academics or something like that, but that's not the way you want to get to a bowl, right? Uh, Vanderbilt, we talked coming into the season about the possibility of six wins, and so Vanderbilt, I think without that Wake Forest game is a win, it becomes very hard to see how Vanderbilt gets to six. Now, look, if, if Vanderbilt gets Wake, which is a game in which it is a double-digit underdog, I'll get into the specifics here in a minute, then it's got next week a trip to UNLV, very winnable. And then it's got three games in a row that Vanderbilt either won last year or almost won last year. Uh, so, um, not saying Vandy's going 7 0, but you beat Wake and, and a lot's on the table. You don't beat Wake. And I, I think it becomes very tough to envision a path to a bowl for Vanderbilt, which, frankly, it, 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 I've watched both of those games so far. Vanderbilt has not played up to my expectations. I think we thought this would be a better team coming into the season than it was, but guess what? Vanderbilt had two very winnable games. It took care of enough business to win both of them, and so here it sits heading into Winston-Salem. That game will be on the ACC Network this Saturday. Again, 10 Central. Uh, of course, Wake is in the Eastern time zone, so it'll be 11 o'clock there. All right, here are the lines. Last I checked, Vegas has got Wake Forest as a 10.5-point favorite with a 58-point over-under. That makes for an implied final score of 34-24. to 24. ESPN's FPI favors Wake by 11. SP Plus, which got updated this afternoon, favors Wake by 15, as does Jeff Sagarin. So, Blaine, the computers aren't seeing this as much of a game. And, and, and frankly, the way that Vanderbilt has played its first two games, um, I, I don't think that's wrong. The question is, can Vanderbilt jump into a higher gear? We'll get into that in the matchups. But the, the computers and the odds makers are seeing Wake is about a 10 to 15-point favorite based on what's happened so far. And, oh, by the way, Wake Forest won its first game, what was it, 37 to 13-ish over Elon? 37-17 over Elon. But they weren't yeah. real impressive, Chris, in doing it. They gave up 14 straight points. In the third quarter, in fact, got outscored 14 nothing in or 14 six, I think, but they give up 14 straight in the third quarter. Uh, Elon outrushed Wake Forest in that game. So, you know, I don't think Wake Forest is some dominant team. I think that that balloon, that uh, um, spread is a little ballooned there. I think that's that's a little unfair to Vanderbilt, even though they haven't played maybe up to the standard that they might have had for themselves coming into the season or something like that. They're still two and oh which is different than Vanderbilt. Listen, this is a team that a couple of years ago lost to East Tennessee State, okay? Yep. So a win is a win is a win, and they have A.J. Swan, who uh, I think is immensely talented. You and I both agree he has an NFL future one day. He's a guy who can make make all the throws. I think he's growing uh, with this offense. I think they've got dangerous uh, you know, weapons out there and Will Shepard and, and, and McGowan. You know, I, I said that – I don't know how many yards McGowan had all purpose in his last game, but he he really jumped me towards my bold prediction of yeah. 1500 for the season in that first game uh, against Hawaii. So I think he's a guy that you're going to see them 
use him in a lot of different ways this year. They got to be able to get something in that running game. But having said that, you know, since Elon was able to uh, get over 100 yards rushing against a Wake Forest defense, maybe Vanderbilt's just a little bit better than Elon up front is able to, to muster up just enough to help them from keep loading the box against A.J. Swan. But it's going to be those playmakers on the outside. And listen, I think Clark Lee just has this team uh, and you're you're around it more than I am, but I think Clark Lee has his team believing in the process and believing that hey, they can win some ball games because they they're going to dig deep and go do it, you know, like they did last year against Florida and against Kentucky and things like that. So I, I don't I don't see it being that elevated of a spread in my opinion. I think Vandy's got a got a pretty decent chance in this one. Yeah, and I don't know that the spread is unfair, but here's something to help some of you guys win a bar bet this weekend, perhaps. Uh, Vandy's won four of its last five games. And you say, yeah. okay, well, that includes Alabama, A&M, and Hawaii. That also includes Kentucky and, and Florida from a year ago. I know the one in between was was Tennessee, and that was pretty ugly. But just saying that, that Vanderbilt has started to turn a little bit of a corner. Uh, Wake is a lot further along as a program. Uh, we'll talk about the claw fence in a minute, but I want to go into the offensive matchup when Vandy's got the ball first. Commodore's averaging 5.0 per rushing play, which is exactly what Wake is giving up this season. Of course, Vanderbilt's played two games, and Wake has only played one. Passing yards, uh, Vanderbilt averaging 7.3 per passing play. Wake is averaging 3.1, which is a terrific number it put up against Elon. Vanderbilt has turned it over on less than 1% of the snaps. I think Wake forced two turnovers a week ago. Wake also had four sacks. Vanderbilt's issue, I, I think, I'm not crazy about its running game, and I've also not been crazy about how its offensive line has played the first couple of games. Dave Clawson talked this week about his passing game or his pass defense and his defense. In fact, when you looked at his press conference, he didn't lead off with the offense. He led with the defense. He said, I'm really happy with the way those guys have played. So that's going to be very interesting. I think A.J. Swan is going to have to step his game up a little bit. His offensive line is going to have to step its game up a lot. And Vanderbilt's going to have to run the ball against a Wake team that was pretty good, albeit against Elon, in week one. Yeah, I mean, I, I just uh, I think that you're going to see Clark Lee and that that offense uh, really try to manufacture some easy throws for A.J. Swan early. I think you can see him use Jaden McGowan, get him, you know, east and west on some screen game, stuff like that. They've used the running backs already in the screen game this year and had them make some plays as well. And, you know, if you get people going east and west, okay, that's uh, kind of always been the philosophy. You get them going east and west, then you can start gashing them north and south, both through the vertical passing game and then also getting Alexander uh, and Smith and those kind of guys rolling in the run game. Alexander uh, kind of stepped up his game a little bit this, this last time around the freshman. So, you know, I think that's going to be the key. Uh, I think you'll see Vanderbilt maybe use a little bit more of their offense than maybe they did in the first two games. Now, I know they had to scratch and claw to hold on against uh, Hawaii there, but I think maybe there's some stuff in the bag that you haven't quite seen yet, and I think they'll they'll try to be a little bit more multiple uh, in this game versus Wake Forest. Just the, the thing that's going to be incumbent upon A.J. Swan, if he can play clean uh, and just if they can – they can avoid turning the ball over. Um, you know, we know that they have a good punter there at Vanderbilt, so that's a part of this game. If they can flip field position and stuff like that, that'll help that offense out. So I'm just looking at, okay, how do they distribute the football? What have they kind of held held out, uh, you know, from showing so far? And can A.J. Swan, uh, you know, 
play clean in this game and, and then make some plays on third down when you need it. It's going to be about moving those chains and making sure that, hey, you keep you keep Vandy's defense off the field as much as possible against that claw fence. I've not heard that term, but that is great that you just dropped that uh, for, for the claw fence over there at Wake Forest. Yeah, I want to get into some special teams things before we exit Vandy and Wake, but here is my concern if I'm Vanderbilt. It is pass defense because, my goodness, it has not been pretty for most of the last three years. Wake, of course, runs that slow mesh. When it when it threw it a year ago, I was at that game in Nashville. Wake threw it all over Vanderbilt. And I'm not sure the secondary is decisively better. Um, it, it might be a little bit better, but we're going to have to wait and see. Martel Hyde is a true freshman. is going to start there for them this week at corner. All right, here's the numbers. Vanderbilt's defense is giving it 4.0 yards per rushing play. Wake is averaging 4.1. Wake is averaging 8.8 .8 per passing play. Vandy only giving up 6.2, uh, but that's with an Alabama AM game in there. That's not a very good team. Vandy's forcing turnovers on about 2.5% of snaps. Wake is turning it over just under 2% of the time. Vanderbilt did not stop the slow mesh a year ago. Uh, different quarterback, Sam Hartman's now at Notre Dame, but this is, a, this is a system. Uh, Wake has run it to perfection under Dave Kloss, and, and, and I'm concerned because this is precisely the kind of team that Vanderbilt's had trouble stopping, and it's why I'm, I'm not as opinionated as you are on thinking that the spread is too high. Yeah, well, who are you picking? Well, I'm, I'm going to take Wake. I, I don't think it's going to be uh, a laugher. Um, Ten points seems about right to me. Look, Vandy, Vandy could pull the upset. I just need to see Vanderbilt stop a passing team, which it is not Rusty's done in a good right while. Here. Do you see what Rusty's saying right here? The SEC is 0-3. Their back is against the wall against Power 5 teams. He said Alabama needs a big win, but Vandy needs to go wave that flag as well. Give me the Commodores with the upset on the road. <laughs> I like A.J. Swan to have a breakout game. Jaden McGowan, Mr. Human Joystick. Let's get, let's go. Anchor down over there. Vandy wins at Wake Forest. That's my prediction. Well, I'm going to have to correct Rusty. Uh, Virginia is still, as of today, a Power 5 team. Uh, oh, that's debatable. That, we, that's, we don't even have to. That, that, was, that right. was awful. Virginia might belong in Conference USA this year. But, uh, yes, that, so technically speaking, Tennessee has brought the league one win so far against Power 5 teams. But you, you mentioned special teams. Now, here's where Vandy's got a chance to equalize a little bit. Vanderbilt blocked two punts last game and ran a touchdown back in the opener against Hawaii. So special teams have been a real strong suit for Vandy. Not enough to get me off the fence and pick Vanderbilt. But uh, so we're, we're, we're picking opposites on this one. You're going Vandy and I'm going Wake. Uh, we are Southeastern 14 and I'm putting a little SEC spirit in that pick. Okay, <laughs> let's go. Let's go Vandy. This is your invitation to the intersection of versatility and design. The kind of experience you can only find in a Lexus SUV. A feeling this empowering is invite only. Fortunately, you're invited. Experience the versatility of the complete line of Lexus SUVs and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer.